0: This episode contains language and content of an explicit nature. Listener discretion is advised. Before a song is released, a record is produced, or a chorus is written, the musicians that write them think a lot. They live, a lot, and they feel a lot. Before the chorus dives into the stories and experiences that shape these artists, and ultimately, the music we hear. I'm your host, Sophia Leprecaro, and this episode's guest is Drugstore Romeos. Drugstore Romeos are a trio from Fleet in the UK. For their debut album, The World Within Our Bedrooms, they've offered up a slice of escapism, thanks to their cushiony sonic worlds. We get to wander through subconscious thoughts and unpack the world around us from a safe emotional distance, tucked away in the safe space of one's own bedroom here's where I want to start. So, this is this is something you guys have talked about in other interviews, and we're going to get more into, like, the more detailed stuff in a minute, but I want to start here. So, you've talked about the fact that you associate a lot of songs with colors, not necessarily as synesthesia, but you just do, and you use it to help you write music. So, before we really properly start to dig in, I want to do what's kind of, like, a quick fire set of questions. So, I just... Basically, I've made a list of colors that are either referenced or have been spoken about when it comes to this album. And I want you to tell me what they mean to you. So number one is yellow, which is mentioned in No Placing.
1: Oh, yeah, because it goes Tuesday is yellow. So um, that lyric is about um, meeting someone that also associates the day Tuesday with yellow. And you talk about it, and you're like, oh, cool. <laughs>
2: I associate with yellow. I met someone who associated with yellow too.
0: Okay. And what is, why is Tuesday yellow? I guess Sunday the sun is yellow. But Tuesday, it's
1: Tuesday.
0: It's Tuesday. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: It's not even Sunday today. (laughs) (laughs) So.
0: That's embarrassing. Um, Tuesday, I don't know, but Tuesday does feel yellow. I'm not quite sure. Okay, fair enough. Well, then number two is the colour green, which is mentioned very briefly in Bow Wow. I think it's literally just you lighting your colour, or your room the colour green, but how does it make you feel? Why green? Oh, mm, well...
2: That lyric, vibrating to the green light of my room. I guess it's kind of like falling into a, a like an, atom, an atomic state, um, of which you become light, and I don't know, I you kind of lose in your body, and, and you're suddenly part of the atmosphere around you and and the light is green there's no reason for it to be green I'd be lying if I said there was
1: um... I I think it's just really nice visual imagery because I imagine that the rest of your room is dark and you've just got this one emanating green light in the corner and the song is quite midnighty to me so yeah just crazy
0: Mm. okay fair enough last one i'm going to go with because i think it's the most important one is purple there's a lot of purple in our our
2: (laughs) it's hard it's it's a feeling it's like a sonic feeling it's i guess purple is quite midnight to me but i guess
3: i say it's quite a deep emotion for me like um yeah as opposed to yellow it would be like very light emotion really? uh, purple quite deep <laughs> so and like profound or meaningful or impactful
2: mm-hmm. and i guess we'd write a lot of our music um at nighttime, um around each other's houses um i guess that feeling is associated with um like the the the, the place and the time we wrote them um, I guess at the colour of my room, I feel like I had purples lights in my room when we were doing some of the writing. And I guess that's memory-wise been written into a lot of our songs and the mood that we would create when we write at nighttime. Um compared to the mood we write when we
0: write at daytime. Interesting.
1: It's also quite mystical and time-walky to me.
0: Mm. I'd agree, and Charlie, you're for the because listeners can't see you right now. You're sitting in a purple room, which is quite (laughs) funny to me. You've aptly (laughs) colored your room in a purple light as we speak.
1: Yeah, is that deliberate? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess I was, I was, uh, I spent a few minutes picking because I have uh, like uh, many, many different colors to pick from, and I just love purple so much, so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, moving on. Now we're going to get a little more into the nitty-gritty properly. Um so here on this podcast, I do a lot of like reading through lyrics and trying to understand the stories behind the album, which means that I'm just doing a lot of as educated as possibly as I can guessing. But y'all have made it really challenging for me. And the reason why <laughs> is because you just you weave a lot of different things into each song i almost wrote it as rather than like a stream of consciousness it feels like a stream of subconsciousness sometimes because there's all these kind of like things that waft through each piece
2: yeah and i think i mean that's probably also to do with um um a lyric writing technique that we use of um basically uh, cutting out different words from different publications or contrasting materials, and then basically, as we write, we um, have the words in front of us. And what happens is that it is it kind of it's it's a technique also for taking away resistance between your mind um, and 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 what the the melodies you can get out. Um, and I find. You see patterns in these words according to what's been going on in your mind from the past weeks or so, and so at the time you could be creating these associations. You don't really know exactly what they mean, but months later you'll read it back and be like, "Oh shit, that's exactly what I was feeling," and I would just not have ever described it in that way. And it, it, it means that they sound quite abstract, but then also with them sounding abstract, it means that um, people can have their own interpretations because they're interpretable which is also quite interesting when somebody hears a song and people have completely different meanings for it and they're more suited to your own personal experience.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Well, speaking of different people's interpretations, you're going to get to hear mine and tear it apart as much as you like because that's kind of mainly how my questions end up going. It's again, I try and interpret the best I can so that we can, you know, Talk about what was going on in your head while you were writing, but it also means that I get it wrong sometimes, and I want—I very much want to be corrected. I don't think that I'm an expert. I, I'm doing my best. Um, I don't really think you
2: can get it wrong there. To be honest, I—I I think yeah, yeah, a lot of them are interpretable, and I think a, 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 an exciting part of releasing music is hearing what people's interpretations are, and I find it a lot more interesting when they're different to my own.
0: Yeah, there is definitely something special about that. And you're not the only artist to tell me that that's something that they really enjoy. It's almost like it no longer belongs to you once it's out in the world. Mm -hmm. Well, there is a a line kind of, that made me think of everything that we were just talking about. And it's in Adult Glamour, which is, I don't know what words have come to mean, wishy-washy and no longer translate. Funnily enough, it feels very similar to what we were saying I don't know if it is but it feels that way
2: Mm, I think that that was written in a time of feeling like that that wasn't written with the cut-up method I think it was I was feeling like I couldn't express myself basically and I was also always craving to be living in the past Um, and kind of feeling like maybe I would be understood if I was born in a, a different decade which is a bit silly but um and I, I I guess I was talking a lot about wishy-washy things back then about you know a lot of spirituality and um and I felt like nobody understood me and then maybe if I was you know around Woodstock or something then then a lot of people would be on my
0: on my vibe a little more yeah I, don't, I honestly don't know. really know what else to add to that. I like it, though. Um, going off, I mean, more of what we've continued to say, I know that as you guys were writing this album, you didn't really want to focus solely on one thing or capture, like, one emotion and one emotion only or one, you know, like, situation. And because of everything that we've said, both, like, the fact that you've written in different styles across this album, that each song sort of deals with something different you've really created this, I guess, this tapestry in a lot of different ways of, I don't know, just these this great big set of emotions. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And what was the other thing I was going to say? So, I don't know, like, I know that you guys are, are younger. I don't know how old you currently are, but, like, I think when I first heard about you guys, you were around, like, 17 or something. And what I noticed is that this album because it deals with like these ever changing states of mind do you ever feel like being and i don't ask this question in the like oh young musicians that are like oh they're so talented for their age kind of crap it's more the uh just writing about what you know and writing about the headspace that you're in but do you feel like at this point in your life things are just changing rapidly and there is a lot of different stuff to capture
1: De- definitely and i thought like every month or so, or even quicker than that, you can go through a different kind of headspace. You're you're exposed to different situations um, with different people um, that conjure up different emotions and make you feel different things. Um, and yes, th- th- this especially happens at a young age when you haven't settled in a job, um, when you haven't got uh, a long-term partner. And so, yeah, you, you're tr- and you're really just trying to figure out what it is that you really enjoy, and I guess want to spend your life doing, and where, where you want to put your efforts. So, yeah, I um, I, I I think that aspect does play into why there's a lot of different emotions to capture in the album, because yeah, we we'll, we'll, like personally, and I think we all feel this. We'll, we'll go through a lot of different mental states. Um, constantly, and as as a musician, or someone who likes to create art, I guess it's that it's a lot about interpreting your emotional states and trying to translate them to some type of medium. And so it it, it feels uh, yeah better for me, at least, to try represent a array of situations and emotions rather than just one particular kind of m- like headspace that I can be in.
2: Mm, mm. And, I th- and I think tapestry is um, the perfect word for it really because some of these I mean one of these songs is about four years or so old um, and it, it was really hard picking the songs for the album because we have a lot of them um, but there definitely are pieces of our past, of which we felt like completely different people, and and pieces and, and songs of which we just felt like, even though you know it felt we, we felt like a completely different band back then. Like we want people to to hear it because if we don't have it them in our first album, we're, we're not going to be releasing it. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's it's quite strange in a way because we 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 morphed so much over the years and it's yeah it's so hard to choose what to put out into the world like what slice of ourselves what aspects of ourselves to present and and i guess it, yeah it's, it's a really hard and confusing and sometimes painful thing to do because mm, um, mm, you're mm. trying to evaluate what's i think, the most interesting for that side of yourself and there's also like we have some level of commercial aspiration. And so it's, 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 it's yeah, it's confusing.
2: Yeah, and, and hopefully people will be able to hear the evolution in that, and that'd be quite exciting. I mean, things are jumbled around, it's not in chronological order. Oh, well, our oldest song is, is, is the last song. Um, but yeah, you know, it's an evolution of, it's, it's, it's a journey of, of emotion and, and, but also a journey of ours. And with our evolving um, music style, it's also of our evolving, Hello. I don't know, adolescence.
0: Yeah, well, I know that it's such a weird and tricky balance to, you know, you don't want to pigeon your pigeonhole yourself into one space or one time or one you know, genre and being like, this is what we're going to do forever. But at the same time, you want to be recognizable. And, you know, considering that so many of these songs are written across time periods, I feel like you still manage to sound like yourselves really, really well. Like the album feels very cohesive to me. Thank you. Yeah. Really yeah, that's something
2: we learned about quite a bit. It, <laughs> it does.
0: I think that every song to me had this sort of like woozy, I don't I don't like using the word womb light because it sounds so gross, but it's sort of like there's this like cushiony safe space to it, which kind of feels nice, especially when you get into songs that feel like they're unpacking things that might be a little more uncomfortable or heavy. It's like we're always in this very cushioned space looking at things from I guess a hazy distance. Or at least that's how it feels. Mm. It's very Ooh, protective.
1: That's a really nice description of it. Um, yeah, because I, I... Yeah, I, I think one of the constants has been that the music that we want to make is soothing and, yeah, like you said, comforting and womb-like. I love that. <laughs> it would be quite nice just to, like, get back in the womb for...
2: Like, yeah. Food, fed
1: food, nice little holiday.
3: Food. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like a sensory deprivation tank
0: Mm, yeah
3: but um yeah i was saying that that, that's um, a nice imagery as well because it kind of links into melancholia for me because that's almost the experience of melancholia is not directly looking at an emotion not like directly dealing with or like feeling a singular emotion at a point in time it's like you're kind of floating around in your emotional space and like looking at these issues maybe from a more of a far and that's why it provides that like hazy feeling in between which is differs from directly like dealing with issue or like dealing with feeling emotion
0: oh yeah well one of my favorite films of all time which is her does that really beautifully Mm. like it's a very melancholy film but it's so like i said cushiony and soft that you can kind of it lets you feel everything without it being like this horribly painful experience if anything it's almost like a melancholy that you look for and you want to be participating in because it's so oddly nice in the process yeah
2: yeah yeah well, like with, with all the coloring and the cinematography oh yeah i don't really know if i want to say this but kind of like maybe like romanticizing that's that sadness in in a type of way yeah um and honoring it not something bad but something that you know we all go through, and and that's something that's okay. And I guess, yeah, giving someone a big hug.
0: Yes, it's somehow both uh, keeping it at a distance and welcoming it in at the same time, which is very, a very interesting experience. And yeah, and this also might be me projecting, but like I'm not much older than you guys. I'm only, I'm 24, and I'm still very much not out of the woods of the young part of my life where everything is unstable and crazy and trying to find my space, but I definitely know that amidst all that chaos and instability, this idea of having something so comforting, like the way you guys have written to come back to, I, I don't know if that's kind of how it can feel for you guys when you're writing, but it sort of creates this, again, this safe space away from, you know, the madness that can happen when you're young and just the instability of it all.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think a part of our writing is also thinking about that color that we felt and then using our instrument, synths, um, vocals, lyrics to kind of concentrate that color as much as possible. Like when we first did the demo for Adult Glamour, we spent about three, four months just mixing it and, and basically trying to make the track envelop us as much as possible in 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 that big warmth and keeping on building those layers um enveloping the track so it could fully envelop us to a similar feeling like what we're talking about right now that kind of womb womb like hug of of sound
1: yeah and i actually first started songwriting um to, to <laughs> we've used the sort of phrase quite a lot but it's almost like make myself uh a a womb in in my bedroom to hide from the world because uh when i first started college or sixth form i really hated it because i worked really hard in year 11 doing things that i didn't like and i thought college was going to be a time to uh, like um work on subjects that i had a lot of passion for and that i would actually enjoy doing but um, the subjects that i decided to take didn't give me any pleasure at all and i was hating it and really freaked out and i didn't really have many friends and so i bought, borrowed my stepdad's ipad and my, my the sort of best part of my day would be it was the winter as well i'd come back and i'd be kind of sad and melancholic and get in my room kind of turn on this amber light and listen to music for a couple of hours and then just try to write a song and get a lot of um, happiness from writing a song that I liked. And so I it was mm. always really soft and kind of to soothe myself. Um, mm. my
2: yeah, cause I guess a big part of it is like escapism. You're like escaping within the song you're making, but like the process of writing is quite isolating at the same time, you know, you're shutting yourself off away from the world and um, also, escaping from you know your life outside as well as with the music and that's what we did for years and years and years in, in Fleet. and i guess that's why it sounds like it does
0: yeah well the last thing i'll sort of add to this sort of theme here i mean the the title of the album definitely speaks to that super well it's the world within our bedrooms also the second third and fourth song on the records so that secret piece bow wow and then vibrate all sort of speak to that experience of locking yourself away in a room and writing and it's like you said it's almost like you're both hiding yourself away from the world and isolating yourself but you're also creating your own little world and your own little cozy space in your room and i know this very much repeats everything that we've just said but it's just to me it's like a nice little way to tie it together and Bringing it back to the album as well
1: for sure yeah
0: yeah well kind of talking about i guess the in a sense an opposite now because you know we've talked about the ways that it helps you escape and sort of cushion and create distance from the world but you also wanted to do something which again i feel like is a bit of an opposite which is find beauty in the mundane and sort of celebrate all these little things which i guess in a way it's very much reaching back out so can you speak to, I guess, how that played into the record, this idea of the mundane being beautiful?
2: Mm, I guess it's kind of zooming into the intricacies of life. Um, but I guess that's also a form of escapism as well. Um, as you know, you could be in like a big forest or whatever and, and any want to like look at like a stone, you know, and you're escaping within that, like the, the tiny little intricacies of what's going around you. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's beautiful once you start realizing the small things. Um, and I guess that's something uh, meditation teaches you and, and it's uh, something that I came quite aware of um, within when I was doing transcendental meditation. Um, and that's definitely written itself into our music.
3: I, I guess, since it's the world within our bedrooms, there, um, there would always have to be a certain amount of uh, delving into intricacies and subtle things, because how much can there really be within your own bedroom? And there's like, and as such, and especially being like a suburban,
1: um, uh, or like an album
3: that's coming from people who lived in a suburban place for quite a lot of it, Uh, I think there's a lot of searching for the intricacy in that as well because you you don't have this massive amount of things or these really big things or like extravagant things happening. You kind of have to analyze a slower pace of life and find the same levels of beauty and the same levels of interest and all of these things.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because I I mean, I'm someone who's lived in London. I've lived in the suburbs of Houston and suburbs outside of Montreal. Yeah, and it's true because you guys did grow up in such a, a quiet suburb. So, yeah, you do kind of have to rely on that a little bit, I guess.
1: Definitely, um, and I think I think for me as well, I got really into the work of Murakami, and a lot of his books kind of have, an, uh, the theme of yeah, appreciating the subtleties. And intricacies of your environment, and or at least um, being really happy with, or being able to gain satisfaction from really mundane activities that you do really well, because um, I, I think that's actually, I suppose that's quite a, a Japanese thing: is to um, be able to derive joy from. Uh, Cleaning your house really well, or <laughs> or, um, or yeah, or just um, just appreciating your your natural environment, like a park or something. Um, but yeah, because uh, like a lot of the time, you c- your head can be in the, the future and the past, and it can cause you a lot of pain and sadness, or um, or just yeah, so many different emotions depending on what you're thinking about. Um, but actually, it can be a lot better for you to just, um, yeah, be in the present moment and looking into the details of what you're surrounded by, or yeah, or gaining satisfaction from the simple tasks that you're doing. Mm. I think there's a mm. thing they say, like when I'm sitting, I'm simply sitting. Like that's all you're doing. To, to like when you're doing this when you're walking, you're just simply walking, just to try yeah to try act anchor yourself in what you're actually doing can, can make you a lot happier
0: mm.
2: yeah and i guess as humans we've always got more 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 you know it's kind of a neurosis many of us have um but if you cling on to that mindset then you suddenly don't really need to keep craving for more
0: yeah And I think it's gotten particularly bad in the social era, like learning how to be okay with the mundane has been a big part of my own like mental health journey. Just because if not, it kind of feels like life can feel a bit empty if you don't learn how to value the little things. Um, And so, yeah, I I really like that you said that. And also uh, speaking of, I know I, I mentioned social media, this kind of brings me to one of the last sections, but... There's something that I feel like I picked up on in the album, and it might be a shot in the dark, but I want to know. There's definitely a few songs that made me think of, I guess, like the ideas of miscommunication, losing touch with people, sometimes even through like the lens of maybe digital media and the modern world, like just not being able to connect in the same way. And I just wanted to know if I'm right about that or if I'm again it's just one of my interpretations. Yeah,
2: you definitely are. Are you referring more to adult glamour? Um, I think that's the one for me that's that that was the intent of writing that song was to talk about that exact thing.
0: Yeah. I definitely got it as well a bit from like walking talking marathon, a bit from Vibrate, Electric Silence. Um what's on your mind? This idea that's more miscommunication, like not seeing eye to eye with someone, but Yeah, across a few songs on the record, I saw different iterations of that.
2: Yeah, I think Adult Glamour was written in a time of, it was actually after a rather dramatic acid trip (laughs) that um, me and Charlie had. And um, yeah, I won't go into it because it's a long story, but (laughs) something very intense happened. And um, it kind of like, it really shook me to my core and... I found myself a few months later, just really not wanting to have a phone because I just found it, I don't know, so desensitizing to like, I don't know, just, just scrolling, scrolling, seeing all these people doing all these things, seeing all friends and I don't know, it, it kind of like, it's stuff that is frozen in time forever. Whenever you take a photo, you do a post, and I just, that's just not the nature of life. That's not how things go. You know, everything is supposed to, memory's supposed to fade and and things are supposed to die, but everything feels like it's eternalized in this very artificial sense. And so you kind of lose the moment. Um, and also, I don't know, like people, have on social media this strange desire for, I feel like, social gain and constant, like, validation and, like, build and climbing this ladder. Um, and it it's all just felt-
1: to, Sorry, just to interject for a second. It's kind of turning us into robots who become responsive to leaps and they give us dopamine. It's kind of making us less human, which feeds into the desensitisation aspect. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like it turns you into serotonin suckers really just like always mean that here. I mean, I'm sure, you know, as I'm sure most people know, but you know, social media uses uh, techniques from like casino gambling of like the magic of maybe like maybe when I swipe down something what happened, maybe it won't and the possibility basically human reaction is to, to keep going until it happens and like pulling down that cherry handle, whatever it's called on the slot machine. Um, and so i just i got i I got rid of it um and i went from being like insanely insanely obsessed um i had like people who would like write me letters from different places in 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 england um and i created like a bit of a I guess I a scene seen on there with some friends, but I don't know. I just I had this trip and I was, it was so ridiculous. It was like the most like generic thing. Like suddenly I was vegan for a year, got rid of my phone, stopped wearing, I don't know, makeup. It was just, yeah, it was a lot. But, um, and I, I would write essays on my phone about the dis- desensitizing nature of it because it's scaring me a lot at that time. It's kind of like, seems like, humanity's like ultimate goal is to be able to do everything as easily as possible and i think that's so unhealthy like long-term gratification is so important um and we're losing it quite rapidly i think even in in the small intricacies of things you know like i don't know break baking bread with your hands and and smelling it and feeling it and watching it and waiting and the rise of others i think a beautiful thing and I guess we're losing that um that's what that song's about but it's also coming to the realization of the line um uh searching for something that's no longer there has also come to terms of like I can't live in this rose tinted vision of what I see the past to be like because I've never lived in it uh and it's kind of it's lived within me rather than ever existing because I just haven't like existed within it um and just feeling like i'm alienating myself from my present and my future by constantly longing for that because it it was it was totally alienating me from the world i didn't want to hear anything that was going on because i just wanted to be in my own room basically like taking in all my own references of what i wanted to see the world as Mm.
0: So I think from all of that, in a big picture sense, it feels like this album is just like a million ways to escape, specifically back to your room.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's a sacred space, you know? And For people that are lucky enough to have one, it is, yeah, yeah, it's important. I guess solitude is just so important. I mean, I'm the kind of person I feel like I'm equal part introvert, equal part extrovert. And if I don't get enough of my introvert at times, I just want to like run away um
0: i understand that well the last thing i want to ask before we go what do kites mean to you um
2: kites was was written over lockdown and i would basically um i was staying at my dad's in this old city in england and uh every day i'd make a pilgrimage to this little private hill I found and um I've always been very obsessed with clouds and I would do a lot of cloud spotting now I'd bring my book and I'd like you know I'd check them all off on this little tick box and oh, sorry oh goodness um and um I kind of it, it was massively inspired by the open space around me and I guess wanted to Like fly up and swirl in a big orb into the sky and just dissipate Um, and it was inspired by the open space Um, and also a conversation between these two kites I felt was truly happening a while ago like these two boys were flying these kites in in, in this park and they were just it it looked like falling in love they were making this incredible dance of which they were spiralling around each other and, and, and like darting and, and pirouetting and doing these awesome flourishes in the air without ever touching and getting tangled up. I thought that was really beautiful and I wanted to somehow materialise that in, in a
0: song. The World Within Our Bedrooms will be available on July 9th, wherever you normally get your music. This podcast is hosted, produced and edited by myself, Sophia Procaro and the artwork is by Meg Welford.